All right. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, <clears throat> a vision for you big book study. My name is Kelly S. from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, January 25th, 2018. Today we're reading from the big book. We are on page 20, first paragraph of that page, starting with, you may already have asked. We're going to read through two paragraphs, ending with some points as we see them, and we'll be commenting on both paragraphs. So today's readers are 12 Steps, Addie S., 12 Traditions, June S., the readers of the text, Barbara E., Liz V., and Elizabeth H. The reference numbers or share IDs for Wednesday, yesterday, January 24th, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Time, 10960-10960, and for the 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 10962-10962. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, quote, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers, end quote. Sorry, I have a cold. At a vision for you, big book study. Our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Addie S. to read the 12 steps. Good morning, Addie. Good morning. My name is Addie S. from DeSoto, Texas. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God to ourselves and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly ask him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Eleven, I mean twelve, heaven had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps. 
we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me do in service, Addie S. in DeSoto, Texas. Thank you. Thank you, Addie. Uh, just a general reminder, if you um, introduced yourself this morning or unmuted for any reason, please make sure your phone is muted because I heard some background noise when Addie was reading the steps. So now I have June S. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, morning this is Good morning. This is June S. from Brooklyn Heights, New York, the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such would never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues Hence, the OA name would never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on our attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you, and have a beautiful day. Thank you, June. <clears throat> How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we're discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, you press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book. We're going to be on page 20. We're going to be on the very first paragraph there where it says, you may already have asked. We're going to be reading through two paragraphs ending with some points as we see them, and comments will be on both of those paragraphs. 
and Barbara E. will begin our reading. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. Thank you so much, Kelly, for your service. Okay. You may already have asked yourself, why is it that all of us become so very ill from drinking? Doubtless you are curious to discover how and why, in the face of expert opinion to the contrary, we have recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body. If you are an alcoholic who wants to get over it, you may already be asking, what do I have to do? It is the purpose of this book to answer such questions specifically. We shall tell you what we have done. Before going into a detailed discussion, it may be well to summarize some points as we see them. I don't, did not set my timer. If someone could do that for me, I would be grateful. Okay, over and over, I would say to myself, when will this stop? I'm killing myself with food. How come other people can eat a little bit more than they normally would and celebrate with excessive eating on holidays and then go home and eat normally the next day when I just continue eating, even after I feel uncomfortable? Why, when I know so much about healthy eating, do I repeatedly eat only junk food? Why do I hide food all over the house? Why do I eat food that's burned or from the garbage? Yes, I do. What is wrong with me? Why don't I listen to the warnings of my doctors? They should know how to help me. Well, these questions will be answered in this book, and we will find out how to recover from the seemingly hopeless condition. There is hope. It is never too late. This book promises us recovery. We'll tell you what we have done in order to recover. I say to you from the bottom of my heart, you can recover. Take heart. You can do it. That's the purpose of this meeting here and in the world to show how our personal experiences and our newfound knowledge acquired by the study of and profound belief in the 12-step message of recovery has changed our lives and hearts. How we believe and the authors of this big book believe that the principles it contains can help anyone who is desperate and suffering today in 2018. It is our chief responsibility to share this message. Complete abstinence and the 12 steps can provide anyone willing to lay aside personal prejudices with the opportunity to achieve a healthy body, spirit, and mind and gain a new outlook on life that will be felt to everyone who knows them. To hear that we were relentless in our pursuit and humble and teachable, to share that through personally working all the steps we have and we can become more tolerant of others as well as more loving and kind. People will see it in our eyes and hear it in the joy and sincerity of our voices. They'll be assured that we found peace and neutrality in our case around food and we've been transformed and how we believe that it can work for anyone. Again, if you're out there and listening for the first time, hang in there. You too can do it. Thank you. I passed. Well, thank you, Barbara E. Okay. 
one at a time, who would like to share on the paragraphs that were just read? Madam Julie R. Monica T. Kristen C. Reva P. Okay, wait. I have. Okay, wait. Here's who I have so far. I heard other voices, so I didn't get them. Matt M. Julie R. Monica T. Reva P. Jackie B. Who else was there? Christine K. Christine K. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's stop there. So if everybody will please press star one, remute, and we'll start with Matt M. Followed by Julie R. Good morning, Matt. <clears throat> Good morning, Elizabeth. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M. Compulsible Reader. Yeah, we have recovered from a hopeless state of mind and body. Um, we have recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body. Excuse me. I'm definitely an alcoholic who wants to get over it, but it's not an easy, it's not an easy situation to face because it was stuck in the in the, in the, in the mire of addiction. And um, this paragraph, the next paragraph that starts with, it is the purpose of this book. It's uh, and it talks about how many times people said to us, "I can take it, leave it alone." It talks about public opinion. It's the normal. It's how the normal person sees an alcoholic. That's how um, people see us. And um, it's basically um, for me. I know what I have to do. I have to like uh, to eat how eat uh, on my food plan every day. Call my sponsor every day. Go to meetings every day. Work the tools and then work the steps with the sponsor to the big book. That's how I have. That's what I have to do to get recovered. It's not always easy alternatives to face because it's like simple tenets, but sometimes it's hard to do when life gets in the way and when life happens. You know, personally, I, have, I had some personal friends who are really close, but they're not talking to me, so it'd be very easy for me to go back into the food and eat my, eat my brains out over it, but I'm not. And it's hard because I'm having food cravings and everything like that right now, but you know what? I don't have to give in to that, that feeling of uselessness and hopelessness. I could just focus on what's in front of me and go from there. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Matt M. Next up will be Julie R. followed by Monica T. Good morning, Julie. Hi, good morning. Thank you, Kelly. Julie R. Recovered Compulsive Overeater. You know, we may ask ourselves why we become very ill from drinking, eating. You know, that really doesn't even cover the way that I used to um, think, feel, and act around food, stealing it, eating, you know, cold food, uh, frozen food boiling hot food, uh, eating off other people's plates, stealing my kids' Halloween candy and letting my older son take the blame, uh, picking a fight with my husband so that I could eat, going to three different fast food places and eating like an animal, hiding food on the side of the couch so when there was a loud noise um, on the TV, I could shove a handful of whatever in my mouth. Um, you know, and getting up to, you know, 300 pounds for a five foot two frame, you know, I mean, that's just a small snippet. I mean, it's what, what was going on in my mind, right? Um, always obsessing about food, couldn't stop. Uh, I was just, you know, my life was so unmanageable and not just with the food, everything. And it says here, you're curious to discover how and the why in the face of expert opinion. To the contrary, we have recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body. One, I'm, I'm at a normal body weight. Two, my mind is quiet. I don't obsess about food. I don't battle with food. I don't want to eat anything off my food plan. It doesn't even cross my mind. It, the obsession has been totally removed. 
And it tells me the next paragraph, you know, it's the purpose of this book to answer the questions. And we're going to, you know, have detailed information on how to become recovered. I am nothing like I was before. And I'm not talking just food and eating and my thinking is my behaviors, my inappropriate behaviors. Um, it's the way that I would judge everybody. I would manipulate. I was dishonest with money, blah, blah, blah. Being recovered is a state of mind. It's a state of life. And I could only have done it by following the exact, exact detailed information in this textbook. I am just so grateful to be here. I'm grateful to be alive and thriving, not just alive, but to be happy um, and be able to get through tough times because I, I don't turn to food. I turn to my God, and my God is bigger than anything. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Julie R. Next up is Monica T., followed by Reva P. Good morning, Monica. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. My name is Monica T, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater in Florida. So here we are in the big book. There is a solution is the title to our chapter that we are studying. And it says, doubtless, you're curious to discover how and why in the face of expert opinion to the contrary, we have recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body. You know, and this is proven. They've proven this. The first 100 who have written this book have proven this. They have recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. I don't know about you, but that's exactly where I was when I came into OA. Very, very hopeless. Spiritually, mentally, physically. If you are an alcoholic who wants to get over it, you may be asking, what do I have to do? So the big book's asking us questions here. And there's going to be lots of questions here in these, in these paragraphs that they're, they're, they're asking us. They're wanting us to think seriously about all of this. And then, uh, and then in this chapter, they're going to hammer home some facts to us again. You know, they know, I've got this keen alcoholic mind, and if I can figure a way out of doing something, boy, I'm going to work, try to do that. So what do I have to do? Well, I've got written in my book here, not think, not feel, not know as a knowledge, but do, exclamation points. That's what made the difference, the action. And then there, in the next thing, they're, they're going to tell us exactly, precisely how to do it, how to recover from this seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. So they've told us the answer. We're going to tell you how, and we're going to tell you exactly, precisely and if you want what we have, do it, and you will get the same results. You know, um, and that's what I did because I spent years, like all everyone's stories here. I've spent years, you know, eating everything out of everything and and trying every day, and every day I was going to be good, and every day I wasn't going to be bit. I was going to binge, and every day I say I did the same old things with food and wondered why. Well. Stop thinking about it, start doing the work. Get a sponsor, work the steps, and you too, it's guaranteed on 84, will have a spiritual awakening. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Monica T. 
Next up, Reva P., followed by Jackie B. Good morning, Reva. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. I just felt the need to share that I spoke with um, two people who have been around the program a long time yesterday, and it's such a reminder of where I used to be um, because it says we've recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body. So it's not enough for me to be abstinent only if I'm a real compulsive overeater because when the food is down, that's when the crazy thinking is so screaming loud. That's when I get really restless, irritable, discontent, and my shortcomings and defects are just uh, ruling me and my life. And I was trying to explain the step work and going through the steps and the actions that I had been taking to get the freedom in the mind that not only do I have the neutrality around the food in my mind, but I have freedom from fear and resentments if I continue to take the actions in steps 10, 11, and 12. And you know what? I love how it was also shared. What do I have to do? And what have they done? It's all about action because sitting there and analyzing it and figuring it out um, never got me anywhere. Um, And it tells me several times this book's purpose is to answer questions specifically. Tell me what I have to do. On page 45, it says it again. That's exactly what this book is about. Its main object is to enable me to find a power greater than myself that can solve my problems. So if I do what other people did, I get what other people have gotten, which is recovering from not just the body. It's not just about the weight. It's about freedom from the mental twist and all those um, crazy Uh, thoughts and beliefs that rule my life and make it unmanageable. Um, So it's really quite simple. Do what other people did, I get the results. With that, I pass. Thank you, Reva P. Next up will be Jackie B., followed by Christine K. Morning, Jackie. Hi. Good morning. This is Jackie B. from the Bronx. Can I be heard? Okay, thank you, and hello to everybody, and I wish everybody a happy and healthy day today. Um, You know, I am so grateful that I was able to listen to the meeting and get here at work on time. Um, I will tell you, today and yesterday, it started yesterday, I was very moody, but what a gratitude that today I can say I'm moody. And not pick up that even though I was moody, I still texted other people to reach out. I still had the clarity to say, God, I don't know why I feel this way, but let me do a gratitude list. And I had a gratitude list I did and I wrote it and I, I, you know, I prayed that God, you know, you, you handle this, you take care of it. I will do the footwork. You will take care of whatever the feelings are. And I didn't get into the food. Um, I got an elderly rabbit that, you know, can't function the way he normally does, and I had to take care of him. Um, You know, all these things are luxury problems. You know, getting a seat on the train, luxury problems. You know, I just 
feel overwhelmed with the fact that today I don't go in a bag or a box or or a store or, you know, the money. Yes, I have financial insecurities. I have financial stuff going on. But it's not because I went and stole money to feed my addiction. What I did was I'm living life, and that's okay. That's because I do the steps. This is why I work with sponsees. I work with a sponsor. I do what this big book gives us instructions to do. So wherever you are, even if you don't feel so hot, okay, it's all right. We love you. We're here. Just keep working the steps. The food is not going to give me the solution, okay? It's just going to delay the inevitable. Today, the steps in the big book will give me the solution. Thank you. With that, I pass. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Jackie B. Next up, Christine Kay. Good morning, Christine. Good morning. Um, this is Christine Kay, recovered compulsive overeater in Raleigh, North Carolina. And um, I felt like I, I wanted to share um, my experience with this paragraph. I have underlined um, why, you know, you may have already asked yourself why it is that all of us become so very ill from drinking. And, you know, I came into OA when I was, I don't know, 23 years old. And um, I, I kept trying to figure out why is it that I can't stop eating? Why is it that I return to food over and over and over again and, and these other people you know, normal people don't. And, and I had no idea. I thought it was because they had more willpower. And if I could just get enough willpower to stop, then I would have this licked. And, I, you know, I, I never left OA, but I never got the message that there were directions in here. I'm sure people were trying to scream it at me, but I just didn't hear it. And then um, when I went through the big book with my um, – with my sponsor, she said, um, are you hopeless? Are you out of options? And I was like, well, of course I'm hopeless. I called you. But um, I didn't understand what she really meant. And, and you have to be in that hopeless state so that you can finally hear. For me, that was what it was. I had to finally understand that um, I had a condition a hopeless condition of mind and body. And she also told me to underline the mind-body connection as many times as it was said in the big book because um, other people don't have the same reaction that I I did to food. I didn't realize that, you know, they, I thought that they could just, you know, they got the same feelings and, and the same thoughts in their mind, and they were just able to say, no, I'm not going to have that. I didn't realize that the disease lived heavily in my mind. And, um, you know, there was nothing I could do to fight it until I accepted my hopeless condition. And then the next um, question, what do I have to do? You know, I had uh, stipulations with that. What do I have to do that's not going to be really uncomfortable? What do I have to do that's not going to be really hard? But when I was ready to ask the question, what do I have to do, and then um, listen and be willing to do the specific instructions in this book, were they uncomfortable? Yes. Were they incredibly um, inconvenient and painful at times? Yes. Was it worth it? Yes. Oh, my gosh, it was so 
worth it. I struggled for 25 years trying to understand it. And, and um, it wasn't until I actually did the action and followed these directions. Specifically. Thank you um, for letting me share. Thank you, Christine Kay. <clears throat> okay, so just a reminder where we are. We are on page 20. We are reading the first paragraph uh, that starts with, you may already have asked. We're reading through two paragraphs, ending with some points as we see them, and we're commenting on both paragraphs. Who would like to share? Craig Larry. Kathy Kay. I have Craig. Lisa B, Larry K, Kathy K. Jeanette S. Jeanette. Camille G. S. What is it, Camille? Camille G, yeah. Thank you. Camille D. D as in dog? D as in George. He is in boy. Okay, well, let's just stop there. So if everybody would mute your phone, star one. We'll start with Craig F., followed by Lisa B. Good morning, my fellow Oki Craig. Good morning, Kelly. This is Craig F., recovered compulsive eater in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Thanks for your service this morning. Um, I want to talk about this line that says, doubtless you're curious to discover how and why in the face of expert opinion to the contrary, we've recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body. Um, you know, the expert opinion to the contrary was exactly that, that we were hopeless. And, and I want to point out that the chapter that we're in is called There is a Solution, which is uh, the only chapter, I think, that it, the uh, that is a promise, that the title of the chapter is a promise. There is a solution. And, you know, what they're saying is that here to me is that the medical community, the psychiatric community, basically thought there wasn't a solution. You know, it was a hopeless condition of mind and body. And, and, and how I relate to that is to, for compulsive eating is that I think that for the most part the medical community um, and the psychiatric community believes about the same thing about uh, compulsive eaters. Uh, I I know that that uh, I, I always remember that article that I read that said that that if you have a hundred pounds to lose, that your chances of getting it off and keeping it off are less than four percent, and if you have two hundred pounds to lose, statistically, that uh, your chances of getting it off and keeping it off are not statistically measurable, that um, that there isn't any hope, in other words, according to that article. And yet we come to these meetings and meet people that uh, have done that, that are living that uh, solution. And uh, because it, left on our own, um, there isn't a solution, you know, in terms of the power of mankind, in terms of the power of medicine, in terms of the power of frothy emotional appeal, uh, I have no hope. Uh, my only hope is in a spiritual experience. My only hope is in finding a power greater than myself, greater than the power of the human mind and, 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 and the human condition that can lift me uh, beyond that 
that hopeless state of mind and body. And the way I find that power, and and, and this is key to me too, is that that I find that not by wishing for it and hoping for it and praying for it and sitting in meetings day after day and saying, you know, uh, please zap me with a lightning bolt. But I find that by taking certain kind of, to me, curious actions at first, you know, I uh, cleaning up the wreckage of my past and confessing what I did wrong and humbly asking God to remove my shortcomings, doing those things that are called for in the Hi. first nine steps. Well, that went quick. And so, anyway, uh, thank you, and I'll pass. Thanks. Thanks, Craig. I hated to interrupt those key things. Good reason for us to call you. Anyway, Uh next up is Lisa B., followed by Larry K. Good morning, Lisa. Oh, good morning. Thank you for your service. My name is Lisa B. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. And there's two lines. One is became so very ill from drinking, and the other one is hopeless condition of mind and body. Um, I really feel inspired to share on that word mind. That word mind is used so many times in this big book. And I believe that I was born with a sick mind, and that's why I went to food, and that's why I've gone to alcohol. It's um, my mind is warped to begin with, and it's that spiritual malady. And, you know, it stays on me even though I'm recovered. Like, I am recovered. I'm aligned with my higher power. I'm at peace with the world around me, um, and I, I am recovered. But, you know, that sick mind comes back at any moment. It comes back in being easily offended, easily insulted, being disturbed, being arrogant, being self-consumed, and if I don't do a 10-step immediately um, and not just use the tools of the program, but I, I, am, I have got to use actually the, the steps, you know, to get recovered and stay recovered every day. Um, and then that word ill, that means not in full health. You know, I actually became sicker, more ill when I got abstinent only. It was um, so subtle that uh, I didn't even know it. I thought that the goal was to get abstinent. Now I know that that's just the key to get in the door, but that I truly need to get recovered. But it's really worth looking up that word mind um, and all the ways that it's used in the big book. It's very powerful because this is actually where the greater aspect of my disease resides. And um, there's something that talks about in... Um, a vision for you. It says the man in the bed was told of the acute poisoning from which he suffered, how it deteriorates the body of the alcoholic and warps his mind. But you know, for me, my mind stays warped even when I'm abstinent, that I need to have the transformation of these steps. But every day, you know, I can so easily get offended or insulted um, that I need to do the steps. Still, I can't just do the tools. That's how sick um, and how big this sickness is, that it creeps in. That's how it gets its foot in the door. And I just wanted to share that. Thank you so much. I pass. Thank you, Lisa B. Next up, Larry K. followed by Kathy K. Good morning, Larry. Oklahoma, where the wind comes <laughs> sweeping. I don't, I don't have the <laughs> – hey, Kelly, how are you? Um, Larry hey, K. You? recovered. Good, good, good. Um, recovered from Chicago. Let me start my timer. The, um, You know – it's interesting, you know, they give us precise instructions for how to get well. I, I remember having a discussion with a colleague a few years ago 
Um, and, and, and one of the things he said was, um, he said, you know, the dogma of the 12 steps was such that uh, he just couldn't buy into it. And he said that one of the, one of his concerns with it was that, you know, that, you know, he says that I think in the 12 steps, you know, you blame the individual if they don't get well. And I said, well, that's not been my experience and that's not how I've, you know, what, what happened to me. Of course, he, he didn't have any experience with 12-step programs. That was just his opinion. And he said that, you know, he, he was, I, I'm a big fan of science. He's a big fan of science. It is, you know, important in our, <clears throat> in our field research and so forth. But the thing that I told him is I said, look, you know, I can't deny what happened to me as the result of following these precise instructions, nor can I explain it scientifically. I can't, and I have no desire to. I just know that once I follow these instructions and they give precise instructions, something happened to me. I was changed, and one of the things that happened was the obsession was lifted. And he said, well, you know, that the dogma that, you know, he, he said, you know, we talked about the chapter, how it works is, you know, the, he said it should be called the chapter, how it doesn't work. And he was, now I like this guy. He's, he's, he's a nice guy and he's still a good friend. Um, you know, just because it didn't work for me for many years, because I, I wasn't ready to follow the instructions precisely. And I certainly wasn't willing to put my food down a hundred percent. That was a choice. You know, the food never flew off the shelf down my gullet, right? I put it there. Now, if one talks about blame, I didn't, you know, wasn't blaming myself. I know I have a disease. I have the twofold nature of this disease. But how wonderful that I have not found it necessary to pick up my binge substance in, in a number of years. And I'm doing so happily, peacefully, oftentimes in the midst of calamity and, and challenge. That's a miracle. That's nothing short of a miracle. Because I couldn't stop. I tried. And I meant it when I said I was going to stop. And I couldn't. And until I followed these steps precisely, followed the instructions in the big book, the change never occurred. When it did, when I did follow it, the change did occur. Thank God for this program. With that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Larry K. Next up, Kathy K. followed by Jeanette S. Good morning, Kathy. Hi. Good morning, Kelly. Thank you for your service. This is Kathy K. Recovered in Boston, and I'm just so grateful to be at the beginning of this book again, um, when it says it is the purpose of this book to answer such questions, what I am so aware of at this moment is that my mind, my sick mind, um, can move right back in if I'm not studying this book. Um, what we have in here is a way of living that really, um, uh, if I follow it exactly as it's outlined in this book, I don't spend time anymore in self-pity, resentment, and fear. When those come up, I immediately go to step 10 and I turn around whatever I'm experiencing that's interfering with my sense of well-being. And that that is an absolute miracle. And I notice, even though I'm recovered, that if I don't 
continue to visit these pages in the big book, it's really easy for my sick mind to move back in. I'm I'm very healed from the food obsession, but I'm not healed from my self-centeredness, my selfishness, my fear. Um, they are, they have diminished. Um, but I need to be practicing what's outlined in this book on a daily basis. And I am so grateful that I now experience these actions as almost second nature. Um, and to be here with all of you being reminded of exactly what it is we do to solve the food problem and to build a strong connection with a higher power is just a real gift and a real miracle. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Kathy Kay. Next up is Jeanette S., followed by Camille G. Jeanette, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Jeanette S., recovered from Maybrook, New York. No, recovered in Maybrook, New York. Maybrook isn't a problem for me. I'm not recovering from Maybrook. Um, I am grateful that I am recovered from compulsive overeating. And um, the word I want to double-click on is specifically. Is the purpose of this book to answer such questions specifically? I am so grateful that I got uh, introduced, that I was introduced to this program. It was totally a higher power thing. I met somebody in a face-to-face meeting, had no idea who she was or anything, um, ended up being, she was, ended up being my sponsor, and she turned me on to vision, and come to find out she speaks on here often, and, um, you know, so I got introduced to this book, this specific solution and how to follow this specific, you know, a specific program of action. I was at a meeting last night and found out that one of the the folks there, my regular meeting I go to, um, said that she was now a sponsor. I said, oh, great, you went and got through all this. And she's like, oh, no, she was on step four. She's on step four and sponsoring. And I'm like, oh, really? What, I... Really? I didn't even know you could do that. I mean, I've just never even heard of it. Um, I said, but I thought it was step 12. That That's when you sponsor. Oh, well, my sponsor does it that way, and her sponsor does it that way, and that way, that way. I said, well, that's not the 12 steps of the big book. That's not the big book way of doing it. And it just came out of my mouth. I'm like, I don't believe I said that. Well, that's not the big book way. I said, well, that's the way they do it. I'm like, Oh, okay, whatever. So I am just so grateful that I did not have that person as a sponsor or her sponsor as a sponsor. I don't know where they got this information from or where it comes from. I, I've never even heard of it before. Um, but this this book told me specifically, I would be scared. She was afraid of sponsoring. I would have been scared stiff. If I was in step four, I almost left in step four to begin with let alone being told I was going to be able to, I could be sponsoring, uh, I've, been, I've been out of here. And I would have used my other program of action on myself um, to take myself out. Time. The, thank you very much. 
this I'm so glad that I don't I didn't have to sponsor until step twelve. And with that I'll pass. Thanks, Jeanette S. Next up is Camille G. Good morning, Camille. Good morning. This is Camille G from Tel Aviv, Israel. I um I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Um, the first sentence you may already have asked yourself why it is that all of us became so very ill from drinking. I asked myself that question for years and years and tried to answer that question through many, many different diet programs, psychological programs, and patient treatment programs. And um, I finally reached the point where it doesn't matter. The answer to that question absolutely doesn't matter. The only thing that absolutely matters to me is I know I am a a compulsive overeater and that this is a program that will give me a solution to that um, problem that is my whole life. Um, So I'm so happy I don't spend time looking into that anymore. Um, Um... It says, no doubt you're curious to discover how and why in the face of expert opinion we've recovered from a hopeless condition of mind and body. Absolutely. I mean, that's the purpose of this book. And what I absolutely love is that we continue to go over this book and over this book and over this book over and over again, which reminds me the answer is, for me, constantly staying in my literature so I don't forget what to do. Um, to specifically follow the instructions that are given in this book because all my answers are right here. Um, and the fact that we do it over and over is just a gift. It's just a, a, just a gift. Um, if you're an alcoholic who wants to get over it, you may already be asking, what do I have to do? I love that the purpose of the book is to answer the question specifically. I'm always looking for specifics. I'm a very detailed person. And this book is... It's specific to 12 steps. We need to follow them. And for um, I want to thank everybody who does service. I want to thank the people who call in and listen, the people who call in and share, the people who read, and the moderator, of course. I pass. <laughs> thank you, Camille G. So we have time for a couple more shares. Who would like to share? I would like to, Michael M. Michael M. Susan Gary K. Nessa R. I heard some. I heard two voices before Nessa. Who were they? Darian K. Darian. Yeah, Darian. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, and and who's the other one? Was there somebody after Karian? Susan H. Susan H. Okay. <laughs> I think that's all we'll have time for. Um, all right, so if everybody will please uh, remute. Michael M. followed by Carrie and Kay. Look, thank you Hi, so I'm... much. For, thank you so much for your service, um, Michael M. Um, covered one day at a time, and you know when I don't want to hear something, I automatically block it out. But what I know for sure is that it says in the big book, nothing actually, nothing happened in God's world by mistake. So I, you know, I I am learning to focus on me and to just everything works the way my higher power wants to work as my first program. And I lost all my weight, which I 41 years. And I, uh, well, it was a big book and then I stopped. 
uh, for me right now, for the last several years, coming in and listening and remembering where I came from and realizing that all my answers are in doctor's opinion, you know, in the big book. Uh, for me today, one day at a time, is how I work my recovery, just as I, I was taught for years in the big book. And uh, I don't, I try, I'm working on not judging or criticizing anybody or anything, whatever program they're in. It works if it works, to work if you're worth it. And it says, in big, and of course, we all know Father Darling was the first one who really used the 12 steps for food. So for today, I'm grateful that God has led me to have an open mind and to realize that nobody's better or worse than I am and that God, my higher power, called God today, will bring me where I need to go and I need to not be so thin-skinned and I need to be open-minded and not criticize and not judge and not make one program better than the other and not elaborate all day long and not not share all the time. So thank you so much for helping me to understand a better way of life. Have a blessed day. Thank you, Michael M. Next up is Darian K. followed by Susan H. Darian? Darian, if you're talking, we can't hear you, so press star one. Okay, well, is Susan H. available? Can you hear me now? Is this Darian? I am. Yes. Yes. Okay, well, let's go ahead and go with Darian. Okay, thanks. Okay, thank you. You can hear me all right? Yes. Okay, great. Um, Yes, Darian K. from um, the Berkshires of Massachusetts. And I'm just grateful to be listening again to everybody this morning. Just such a gift. Riding into the the sunrise and listening to all these incredible stories. I I was just thinking, um, you know, I'm, I'm in the education field, and um, when I was growing up, I wasn't a very good reader and had trouble comprehending, for sure, and um, wish I had gotten more uh, services at that time, but I did not. Um, but I really love how um, this particular meeting um, really um, goes with a you know, a fine-tooth comb and just brings out the little details of each of the paragraphs that we're reading. Um, it's just so helpful for me to get the real details of this program um, in the big book. It's a, it can be a very ominous book, um, you know, if you would just try to sit and read it. And for me, again, comprehension-wise, it's, it can be tricky. So. I just love how every I appreciate so much how everybody has very much taken the time to um, really analyze and, and um, put various um, words and information sort of under a, a microscope just so that I can really understand it. Um, and I and I just know for me I just need this program and so grateful that you know that that it is black and white um, because. I'm not so good with the gray, and I, you know, I need, I need sort of a way to follow um, what the plan, um, you know, and that I think is why I failed miserably at all the diets. I just went to the wonderful Weight Watchers meeting, you know, in, you know, the basement of a church, and listened to this person share. Yep, and um, just, you know 
give me all this advice and then I left and failed miserably by myself. So I'm just so grateful that I have all of you to guide me. And again, have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you, Darian Kay. Next up is Susan H. Good morning, Susan. Yeah, good morning, and thanks for your service. This is Susan H. in Ohio, and uh, I am focused on the purpose of this book is to answer such questions specifically. Um, I have been led time and again, first through the steps via the book, then through difficulty via the book. I am so grateful for the specific directions as I get Amnesia, when things sail along for a while, I just kind of forget how to how to, how to tackle my problems. <laughs> but there are those specific directions. And I think I may wear out, uh, wear out my page 84 um, <clears throat> when the buildup of emotion starts and I start to experience pain. My first reaction is now to go to the book, follow the directions. So grateful for specific directions. My go-to response used to be to make a snack, and then another, and then another. And when I follow the directions, and HP has walked me through it, I notice the difference. I notice the lack of searching for relief through food. I, I look to HP to relieve whatever pain crosses my path at this point. And I'm very grateful. Specific directions are wonderful. And I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Susan H. Um, Nessa, if you're still there, you got two minutes if you want to share. Hi, good morning. Yeah, hi. Hi. Can you hear me now? Hi, I'm just unmuting. Thank you. I'm so glad to be able to share because uh, this just brought a big um, (laughs) remember when, you know, when uh, we read about the seemingly hopeless condition of, of, of mind and body because by the time I got into this room, I, I sensed that there was something going on in my mind that was different from other people around me. I, I related to food in a different way than everybody else around me. I thought about food in a different way than everybody else around me. And, um, you know, that's, that's all I sent and that's all I, I learned, you know, for the next nine years that I was in the rooms. Um, you know, trying to work the steps, you know, or some modicum of the steps without really any results. And it wasn't until about maybe seven years ago, maybe a little longer, um, God connected me with someone in whom the problem had been solved, somebody who, who was truly recovered, the first person I had seen who was truly recovered, you know, who wasn't fighting with the food anymore, who was happy and, and joyous and free and and, um, you know, that person was also very steeped in the, in the big book. Um, you know, I had gone to big book meetings before, but, you know, people really like read the big book and then shared about their lives. Nobody really um, brought it alive. And it was through the work with her that I finally understood the mind and body connection. It was the body connection that was missing for me. You know, the fact that, you know, I have an allergy of the body that when I put uh, some trigger food in me, in, in my mouth, then I have a phenomenon of craving that doesn't uh, enable me to stop eating. And in order to, do, to, to arrest that, I have to 
I have to give up the food. I have to put the food down. And that was the part that was missing, you know, and I have learned now that I don't need the food as my source of it and comfort because I have access to a much greater power, which is God. But I would have I'm, never had, thank you, I would have never had access to that if I hadn't put the food down first. And that was the missing link for me, entire abstinence. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Nessa R. And thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for the second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for our meeting today, Thursday, January 25th, is 10966, 10966. So we will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Liz V. please read A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Thanks, Kelly. It's Liz V., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in North Carolina. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order, but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you.